It's time to shut up and listen with your host, Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson, the podcast where we get real about marketing, personal branding, and life as an entrepreneur. Carla, you ready? I'm ready. It's time to shut up and listen. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. <laughs> we are back for week number three. So I guess this podcasting thing is really sticking with us. Hi, Carla. <laughs> How has your week been? Listen, these weeks are passing so fast. I swear. <laughs> I know, right? It's like... I can't believe it's time already. I know. Well... This week, you know, last week we talked about, you know, we like to do a review. So last mm-hmm. week we talked about, what did we talk about again? We talked about um, collaborations, right? We did. We, we talked at length about collaborations, how best to collaborate, how best to find the right people to collaborate with, red flags to look out for. It was a really jam-packed episode last time. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. um, and of course, this week we have the uh, content hot and sizzling as normal um but i definitely want to tell you guys before we start please shout us out on instagram on facebook on social media if you are listening to this podcast take a screenshot and post it in your stories or post it anywhere and let people know you've been listening to us and how much um how much you've been getting out of it and what you've learned so far we'd really appreciate the feedback and we look forward to hearing and also let us know what you want to hear from us, what you want us to talk about, what you would like us to discuss. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's important, right? <laughs> All right. So this yeah. week, we are actually going to be talking about something that we have termed island mindset. Yeah. This is, this is a state of mind that we find that is very common among uh, persons from smaller countries, developing nations. And... Um, it's a certain fear of taking your brand global and really putting yourself out there on the global stage, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about a few myths um, associated with that island mindset in an effort to help you to get over it and for you to realize that you are, in fact, able to compete on the global stage. And just like everybody else who's doing it, you know, you have the right and privilege to be there. Of course. And I also want to throw in mindset is not necessarily um, mean that you're on an island. It also could mean that, you know, you are just sticking very close to your community. You're very you're sticking very close to your immediate surroundings or immediate neighborhood. And you're not really um, exploring other opportunities out there. Right. So it's not just about the island. It's really about your physical space and yeah. the fact that we're not moving past those barriers. Yes. No, the reason we say we say island is because we are actually on an island in Trinidad and Tobago here in the Caribbean. We are. So yes. it's, it's fabulous here though. Yes, it's it's pretty common. So so actually <laughs> the first thing I, I want to jump in with is um, busting that myth of the first world advantage, right? And how much that yeah. is actually a limiting mindset for persons who really should be taking their business and their brand global because their product or their service 
is actually on a global at a global standard. So mm-hmm. when I say the myth of the first world advantage, what I really mean is um, thinking that persons who live in developing who live in developed nations, sorry, Devel- not developed, yeah, not developing, but developed nations and big cities, they somehow have more knowledge and they somehow know a lot more than you, and somehow they mm-hmm. would be more successful simply because they are in uh, a bigger city. And nothing could be further from the truth. Um, and that's because mm-hmm. the internet is the great equalizer. We all have access mm-hmm. to the same information. We may not necessarily have access, immediate access, access to the same systems. But, you know, there are things that work in our country. There are things that may work in your country, wherever you are, even if you're not in one of the big, one of the big fours, I call them, the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. Um, you mm-hmm. have access. And there are other big countries in Europe as well. Um, you do have access to things. You do have access to information. Most people are just a DM in Instagram away, a DM in LinkedIn away. The, we are not that far from each other anymore. You know, the internet is the great equalizer from the point of view of access to people and also from the point of view of access to information. Agreed. Totally agree. And for some reason, a lot of us think, as you, as you quite rightly mentioned, that someone who is in a developed um, country is somehow better and i'm going to use that word right they're somehow better than us and that's not true where we all have the same um we all have the same advantages if we just reach out and grab them and as, as a matter of fact some people especially like in the caribbean you know we have a very unique way that we sound we have a very unique way that we look yeah. and a lot of 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 foreign people from these developed countries you know they say that we're very exotic right we're very exotic looking we're very exotic sounding and that in itself is a marketing tool that in itself makes us unique enough for them to want to see us hear us buy from us listen to what we have to say and all of these things so don't think that these things are a hindrance to your growth they're actually tools that you can use to really propel yourself forward. Yeah, 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 I know some people, some people could take offense to being thought of as exotic, but I don't care. It's a unique proposition. It's a USP. Yeah. So I will use that quote-unquote exotic finish. I love when people say, oh my God, I love your accent. Oh, but me too. <laughs> yes, we get that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mind We it. get that all the time. As a matter of fact, you know, I mean- go ahead, Carla. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, as I'm from a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. that's what you want. You want to stand out. You don't want to look like everyone else. You don't want to sound like everyone else because you just fade into the background with everyone else. But if you have that thing that makes you unique, that makes people sit up and say, oh, my God, I need to listen to this person. Oh, my God, I need to look at this person. Mm-hmm. That's what you want when you're selling your product. Mm-hmm. So yeah. your perspective needs to shift from your position or your citizenship or your country being um, one where you feel like you're at a disadvantage. And it needs to shift to, I'm very much entitled to be here as anyone else. I mean, think about it, right? A lot of us leave our, our homes, whether we live in the Caribbean, whether we live um, in a developing nation, probably in Asia or another part of the world, and we go to universities in the developed world and we compete and we many times 
beat the people in our class. So why why do we think yeah, we can't we compete on a global level with regard to business, right? We go there and we 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 perform really really well. It's not that they know more than us or they have more advantage than us. We can compete in a classroom. So why can't we compete in business? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, your mind is yeah. still the same. Exactly, and I think it has to do a lot with the media in terms of how television has kind of made us think of ourselves a certain way, the way how we're portrayed on in, in different shows and movies and stuff like that. But that is just listen, that that is not even real, it's not even true. It's it's it has changed, right? A lot in terms of how we are viewed on the world scale and mm-hmm. we could compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. anybody we are just as good as or even better than a lot of the people out there and that's the mindset everything that you think is a disadvantage for you look at it as an advantage and a way to really put yourself and stand out mm-hmm. yeah so your mindset really needs to make the shift and i, I just want to add in here we definitely acknowledge that systems aren't the same everywhere i mean we we certainly could attest to that um, in terms of access yeah. to systems, we, is if you perhaps to set up um, a website or mm-hmm. set up something else, we understand that systems aren't the same, but there may be something that works for you in your country. You may be, you may be able to find a way around it. I know for sure, mm-hmm. from my own experience, if you want to make something happen, you find a way to make it happen, right? Yeah. You definitely find a way to make it happen. So acknowledge that everything will not be the same from a systems point of view, but you see the, the belief system your belief system could be as strong and as resolute and as determined as anybody else in any other part of the world. And that is Definitely. where everything starts in business and brand development. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we kind of dispel those myths, uh, let's move on to um, some of the fears that people actually experience in terms of going global and some of the self-sabotaging behaviors that they actually engage in to keep themselves local, um, but really not admitting that they're afraid to go global. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the fear of going global and what that means and how sometimes we get in our own way when it comes to developing ourselves and going global. So Carla, talk to me about this because I think you have a lot more experience in this space than I (laughs) dealing with people who may be afraid of taking their business brand on themselves global well the thing is what i've realized is that it always comes down to some sort of fear right it's either the fear of not being accepted or the fear of success what do i do if i actually do land this fantastically fabulous client how will i measure up right it's always rooted in some sort of fear So people will make excuses, I'm not good enough, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared, when you really are, in effect, just being in your own way, you're just in your own way and preventing yourself from making that money and making that progress and growing your brand the way it's supposed to. So the first thing I think we should address, or I should say you should address, would be what is the fear for you? What is the real fear for you? I can tell you for me, going global, for me, the fear for me was 
of fear, a genuine fear of success. What am I going to do when I get this international client that I have already put in my mind that is better than me? How am I going to measure up? And I really had to dig deep and just like just talk to myself and say, no, Carla, <laughs> they are not better than you. If they were, then they wouldn't be reaching out to you for help. And I've helped a lot of international clients. And even to this day, they message me. And I actually have one client right now. She tells everyone I'm her publicist. Like she literally, she goes around <laughs> telling everyone she's a publicist in Trinidad and it's Carly Communications because I have, I have helped her grow her business through PR so much in the last six months and the weird thing about it is that she reached out to me because I was so scared she reached out to me so if she hadn't reached out to me Jamila what would have been my situation I would have been sitting in my own fear not making money that's not making any sense right so I think you just have to figure out like what is the fear that is keeping you back keeping you running in circles keeping you trying to figure out why it is that you're not moving forward. Mm. And, you know, it's so interesting that you talked about, you know, of being afraid and the client that you don't have reach, being the one to reach out to you. And, you know, one of the things I always talk about in terms of personal branding is initiating conversations and networking and starting those conversations and being the one to take the lead on those conversations because then you are able to kind of control the direction in which it goes and control what mm -hmm. you extract from people and, and get a sense of what they would like, get a sense of what they're thinking. And it really does take a certain amount of confidence in self and a certain amount of um, determination and a certain amount of belief in your own craft and belief in yourself to initiate those conversations, particularly with people from um, big countries that you may think, well, yeah. they could choose anybody. Why would they choose me? Who was, who was like in some far-flung corner of the globe? Why would they choose <laughs> me? You know, and you, you are now competing with that in your own head. You mm -hmm. are quite fine with the product that you have. And if you have, you have made sure that you've tested and you've you've got a, gotten a sense and a feel for what this product can do for somebody, then you won't feel that. You won't feel anywhere. As a matter of fact, coaches, consultants, and other professionals who are looking for service providers, they just want somebody to get the job done. They don't care where you're exactly. from. Right? Exactly. They don't, they don't have any interest in that. And if you are selling a product that they can actually get, they are even happy about that. They are fine. You, know, you, you become like their best kept secret because lots of people are looking in the same pool for service providers and they have somebody fantastic in some cases you know your pricing even might be better for them based on where they are in some cases not in all cases i'm just saying mm -hmm. you know. yeah um, <laughs> but um but that 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 move to initiate the conversations to start to speak to people to reach out to people to to say i'm available and i can do this for you mm -hmm. or i noticed that you you may be somebody who could use this help or as somebody in this industry, I figured you might appreciate X. Be the one to start the conversation. Don't be yeah. afraid, right? And don't engage in self-sabotaging behavior. So when you sit and you, you, um, <clears throat> you marinate on thoughts of, well, what if I mess up? Or if I get this... Yeah, overthinking so is really... Like, overthinking is really the killer of dreams. Like, if you yes. start to think about everything that might go wrong 
or what somebody might say or think, it really does affect your movements and your momentum moving forward. So, I mean, really and truly, just, just do it. I mean, it just takes that first step. It just takes that, you know, I know that what I am doing is not only valuable, but it is something that is needed by every single person, regardless mm-hmm. of where they are on the globe. Mm-hmm. And I just need yeah. to put myself out there and just do it. And whatever happens, happens. What's the worst that could happen, right? If it's a exactly. if, if if you make money, great. If business gets bigger, well, you expand. Like, what's it's, the worst that could possibly happen? Exactly. I mean, and and if nothing, if you don't, if you don't get exactly what you want out of a particular situation or arrangement, you certainly will have a lesson learned. So yeah. you know, for the next time, if you are approaching somebody who may be of a different culture to you, they may be in a different um, space to you, you have a clear understanding of, okay, this type of client or people in this country or people in this area, or people in this industry appreciate X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Nothing goes, nothing happens in a vacuum. You definitely are able to extract some value from every experience. Mm-hmm. And once you've gotten over that fear of going global, you are now an international professional. You, um, <laughs> yeah, you have no problem talking to anybody in any place about anything because you know what you know what that's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a clear yeah. sense of what that is. Yeah. And, and the good thing about it is that you always have an ally. You know, you have somebody on the ground in, an, yeah. in a market that you are not familiar with or you are not physically in that could give you feedback. I can't tell you how yeah. many times I've contacted my, my friends in different places to find out, well, how is COVID treating you guys? Is this the right mm-hmm. time to sell? Um, when I do sell, what do I say? What would be the tone that I would take? What are you guys dealing with right now with this pandemic? And that type of information is so valuable, especially now, to help you navigate and promote what you're selling. Oh, yeah. That's so, so, so true. Well, well, but since we talked about the fear of going global and now you've gotten a sense of that it's okay to initiate those conversations and it's okay to take the first step. You know, you don't have to wait for somebody else to take the first step. You could do it. You are worthy of it. You can do it. You can do it. Next, Amen. we will talk about how you actually prepare yourself for you to take those steps. So you give yourself the best opportunity to land those clients. You give yourself the best opportunity to make a really great first impression and cement your name and your brand in the mind of potential clients. All right, so let's talk a little bit about how you actually prepare yourself to go global because you do have to prepare while the opportunity is there. You know, Steve Harvey always says, the dream is free, but the hustle is what you got to work and pay for. So (laughs) you really do have to prepare yourself if you want to compete on a global stage because just like you, there are other people who want to win the, those deals and there are people who want to win clients. So they prepare themselves accordingly in order to reach the people they'd like to reach. And um, this is a very deeply rooted branding conversation. 
and personal branding at that, you know, because it is actually so much more impactful than you as an individual to another individual on the global stage as opposed to. So I'm actually doing some reading tonight in preparation for a webinar that I have coming up. And I was looking at some stats. And it's been according to Entrepreneur Magazine, right? They say when brand messages are shared by employees on social media, and employees could be, you could be your own employee, you could be your own brand, they get 561% more reach than messages shared by a company, just a generic, no person associated with it, social media, right? <clears throat> and it's also said brand messages are reshared 24 times more frequently than those posted by a no-name, no-face company. So you really have to prepare yourself from a brand point of view. You need to sort out who you're going to be talking to, right? Because there are millions and millions of people in the world and your message has to be really Definitely. specific in order for you to reach the people you want to speak with, right? You also mm -hmm. want to be very clear about what exactly you're selling, what exactly you're putting forward to the world. Yes. For sure. Because, and I experienced this as well in the first part of um, in me growing my own brand because I came from the corporate world, right? So corporate is very general, very broad. You know, corporate doesn't really appreciate highly specific experts in certain areas. Maybe if you're a consultant, but if you're working in a company, rest assured you're going to be finding yourself doing a lot of different things. Some things that have absolutely nothing to do with your job, job description. And what that does is that dilutes your skill. It dilutes your skill, it washes it out. And then when you have to find yourself back in an expert space, you have to bring that back together. So you have to be very clear about what your offering is. <laughs> right, Carla? I know, I know the branding conversation tends to follow me, but what do you think? I agree, because unless you know exactly what it is that you're selling, then you won't be able to craft your message to suit. Yeah. And that's that's where the marketing part comes in. So you have to be able to present this package or whatever it is to your people and knowing what you're selling and who you're selling it to really needs to come together quite seamlessly in order for you to make the sale. For sure. um, one thing though um, that you definitely need to touch on Jamila is the look and feel of Absolutely. your brand. Like you know, your website, your fonts, your colors. What does that say? What is the impression that you're going to be giving people that would come to look for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely have to spend time fleshing that out and um, having a sense of how you're going to represent yourself. And is it really speaking to the product, the service, the personality, the story of your brand? And by mm -hmm. in so doing, does it attract the right type of people? So you want to present yourself in a way that helps you even be distinguished in a global sense so you know you, you probably feel confident and you probably feel like a master of your space when you are functioning um just within your, your city or your town but what you want to do is mm -hmm. give yourself the opportunity to compete globally so you have to present yourself yeah. as though you're competing on a global stage and it's actually not yeah. very very difficult you know there are so many tools you can actually DIY things, even though I don't suggest that you DIY these things, unless you're a designer, or unless you're an artist, or unless you're a branding professional yourself. But if you need the help, get the help. If you need the support, get the support. I remember we, um, we spoke about bartering um, 
in one of our previous episodes, we talk about bartering. So this might be something that you may need to barter with someone for, yeah. right? To make sure that your brand looks the way it should to really entice the people that you want to reach. Yes. So what you need to have in, 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 in tow, you need your brand story, you need your brand voice, you need your look and feel, you need to sort out your social media, ensure that you are looking crisp and feeling crisp across channels where you reside. You need to have your website on and on point because when people want to be able to get your product or they want to look for more information about you, those are the places that they will go and those are the places that you have the opportunity to present yourself. Those touch points are where people want to ensure that you are who you say you are because you know there are lots of frauds on the internet. There are lots of people who are not legitimate. And so persons will mm, do their definitely. due diligence checking out all of your channels to ensure that you are consistent with the message, you're consistent with the look and feel, you're consistent even with your images of yourself, that you are who you say you are and you aren't using one fake stock photo here and a picture of a flower in another place and a picture of a meme in another place. Because <laughs> people do that. And then it's very hard yes, to tell, dude. is this person for real? Are they credible? Are they somebody who, um, are they are they who they say they are? Is the, is their work reliable and could I rely on them to deliver yes. if I decide yes. to take them on as a provider? You know? Yes, and I'm, I'm happy that you spoke about that because when you start to question the look or the feel or the impression that you get from the website, then you start to question, can this person do what it is that I need them to do? Yes. Are they reliable? I mean, it's very easy to go from this person doesn't look or song right to I don't think they can actually do the job when exactly. really and truly you can't right and you, you you've already shot yourself in the foot before you even got through the door so having that consistency is so important I can't tell you how many people have found me um, through my website and the first thing they said is oh my god I love your site right mm. because it's it, and then when they talk to me they're like oh yes it is so you because they, they saw the connection between the colors, the funds, the way I speak, to how I actually interact with them over the phone or via email. I have a very, people call it a bubbly personality. Yes. And they see that on my site before yeah. they even talk to me. So they realize, hey, this girl is legit. Yeah. Right. And that's what you should have. You should present yourself in such a way that when people talk to you, be like, okay, yeah, yes. yeah, this, this actually is like the real person yes. that I'm talking to. Yeah, no, for real. I think, I think one of the worst things, at least for me personally, is when you present yourself as one thing on social media and when I actually talk to you, your personality. Oh, God. I think that's yes. very scary. I think it's very weird. And I could, de I would yes. definitely immediately be like, um, okay, it's all right. No problem. No. I don't need this service anymore. And it's because you scared no, me off. No, no. You know, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, it really is important to keep yourself consistent. Oh, and I sh I should also mention too that as you talk about scaring off, I should also mention too that having the right branding, mm -hmm. and I'm sure Jamila, you could agree with this. Mm -hmm. Having the right branding will not only attract the right people to you, but it will also repel the people who are not supposed to work with you. Oh yeah, because they are 
come on your side and they're going to be like, Mm-mm, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Let me go about my merry way and move on. So it actually reduces the time that you waste. It reduces um, having to speak to people that are just not going to buy from you anyway. It's, it's having your branding in point really kind of streamlines everything before you even get on the phone or get on a Zoom call or whatever. Yes. It really kind of eliminates the people who just it's just gonna waste your time anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. And you really don't want to be spending precious time talking to talking to leads that aren't going to talking to leads that really aren't uh, qualified. You know, essentially. Well, so, we can't call them leads because they're not qualified. <laughs> all right, talking to potential clients or potential leads. Or let's talk to people inside of your system. You know, <laughs> um, because sometimes and, and and again, this is another mistake I made. You know, you find yourself, you're so excited that people are interested in you. You know, you start to talk to them and you start to kind of, almost like you start to give them these, this free advice and consultation over the phone, only to realize that this person really oh. has no intention of spending anything or they, has no, they yeah. have no intention of following up because they, they are just curious and they just wanted to know, you know? So, um, yeah. and when you are competing on a global stage, you really want to streamline that because you would hit, I am sure, to spend the phone, spend... Uh, I was on the phone with over 100 people and hardly any of them even... Nothing. Exactly. You know, you want your time to be productive. Yeah. So you want your brand to be on point. You want your, your brand personality and your story to be clear. And you want that to be positioned in such a way that you attract the right people to you. Yeah? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next, the final point we're going to dive into is what you actually need um, in your arsenal and in your toolkit to compete on a global level in the global marketplace. All right, so let's talk a bit about what you need to compete in the global marketplace. What tools you need in your arsenal um, and what <laughs> you need to be thinking about when you're ready to compete. So this is where you really get souped up and ready for competition. <laughs> yep. So glad you talk about competition because running out on the global scale. Yes. And one of the ways is to make sure that our message mm-hmm. is on a global scale. Mm-hmm. So things like um, languages that we would use, like locally, you know, we use a lot of. Um, Think words like Lyman and you know those types of words those are not gonna fall well on the global scale because they're not gonna understand us and communication is key we have to make sure that the listeners or the readers depending understands what it is that you're communicating so make sure that when you do speak your message remains global right even when you do testimonials and stuff make sure it is in a global even if it's a local client but make sure the message is global you know how you have served this client how you have helped them do whatever if it's increased sales or anything like that those are the types of messages that we must be always sharing mm-hmm. um another thing would be a fully functioning funnel to lead people through from your website to whatever it is that you are selling because at the end of the day when you bring people to you, you must be able to lead them somewhere. Mm -hmm. From a marketing standpoint, you must always be 
10 steps ahead mm-hmm. of your lead, directing them to exactly where it is that you would like them to go. Yes. So make sure you have your product on point and all the steps that you would like people to take to get to that product so you can make your money on the back end. Absolutely. And <laughs> and once and this is deeply personal to me PR and publicity on a global scale is necessary now I'm not saying that in your community in your country you may want to reach out to local newspaper press radio but really getting that global feel is very important when I started in 20, I can't remember, I believe it was 2017 with my global, getting my PR and publicity for, on a global scale. I was so scared. I was like, you know, nobody wants to hear from me. I am from this little no-name country, a little dot <laughs> on the, the Atlas. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear from me with my sing-song voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was amazed at the amount of international people who just wanted to interview me because they thought that I was just the most fantastic thing in the world and that I knew what I was talking about so that I can help their readers, I can help their listeners. I have been in so many international publications, Forbes, um, BuzzFeed, um, I can't even remember, um, Huffington Post, and it is just amazing when you allow yourself to really put yourself out there, how so much more comes back to you. Yeah. Because the more you the more you put yourself out there, the more that people see you. And the more that people see you, the more that people want to hear from you. It is a true ripple effect yeah. when you decide this is the direction that you want to go in. Yeah. And obviously, whenever you do put yourself out there, as I said previously, make sure you have a way somewhere to lead them. Even if that lead is just a, a consultation or to message you or whatever, make sure you have a way for them to connect with you. Oh, yeah. That call to action really is important because you don't want to be putting yep. all this energy into positioning yourself, branding yourself, getting yourself together, spending money on a website or on a funnel or whatever the case may be. And then mm-hmm. you don't actually require that they take some sort of action when they actually speak with you or they talk with you or they decide, hey, this person is someone that I would really like to speak with or I love what this person is doing and I want to be able to talk to them more. And that national PR push is really really critical. Uh, I'm I'm glad, Mm -hmm. Carla, you're talking about it because I'm now kind of getting my um, feet wet with it, even though PR I know. I don't know. Yes, thanks to you. Some of your help has helped. <laughs> and because um, PR has been, while I worked in PR for PR branding and communications for a long time, um, when I made the pivot to personal branding, it was so heavily developmental and a lot of content. My, my PR, so to speak, kind of happened organically from my writing and my blogging and me putting stuff out there. But it's true. You really do have to take a deliberate approach to that. And really yeah. reach out mm-hmm. to as many people as possible. So having a PR strategy is important to have in your kit. Having your website is important Definitely. to have in your kit. Um, having mm-hmm. a, a, a go-to-market strategy. So when you hit the market, exactly. What, what am I supposed to be putting into the market? And what exactly am I supposed to be extracting from it? What is the content supposed to look like? Definitely. What is the mm-hmm. talk track supposed to look like? You know, 
what exactly are people going to know me for? What is my unique selling proposition? And why would people make the circle and come all the way back to me when they hear me on an interview in a podcast or when they um, read about my story on a magazine or whatever the case may be, right? So yeah, yeah. the important thing about going global is having a strategy. A strategy. Definitely. And, and of action. one thing... I, I actually forgot to mention, I know I mentioned like the local terminology, you know, we have to be very mindful of that because communication is key. But the other thing we also have to do is be mindful of how we speak. So I learned the hard way that a lot of podcasts, you know, a lot of international people, international clients, they think that we trainees, we talk too fast and yeah. they, they can't understand us. Yeah. So it may be deliberate slowing down when you're speaking you know deliberately pausing in between to make sure that they really get what it is that you're trying to say to them that's very very important when you are pushing your message whether it's PR or even a, a, a live or a video on social media that is something you always have to be very very mindful of oh yeah that's so true because I am notorious for speaking really fast so if there are points in time, even listening to this podcast, you think, you think that I am speaking fast. In my mind, I have drastically slowed down the way I speak just to be able to sound clear and crisp to you. So that is a lesson for me as well. And sometimes when I do get excited and when I do get um, like I'm laughing at something, or I'm telling a joke, my speech naturally tends to speed up. So I do have to be mindful of, being able to retain my personality and still speak clearly yeah. enough for you to hear. So it really is yeah. a balance and, that, and you really have to train yourself to do that. And mm -hmm. um, one of the things we actually talked about before we, we started recording was getting familiar with time zones. I mean, it may seem like a small thing, oh my God. but let me tell you something. It's... If you book a meeting with people, like there was this one time I, I booked um, a live, I was doing a live collaboration on instagram with my friend kate from bournemouth big up kate if you're listening and uh, we actually met on linkedin we, we hit it off it was really good and we started to message each other back and forth by dms and i asked her i said hey do you want to do a collaboration with me and she said yeah sure on the day of the collab i advertised it for 5 p.m on my instagram and i'm sitting there waiting for kate and she did not show up and then I messaged her and she said, yeah, that was supposed to be 9 p.m. my time, but it's 8 p.m. now. So I guess we got the time wrong. I was thinking it was a four-hour difference. It was a five-hour difference. It was, it was chaotic. So she's like, I have to put my kids to bed and I had to make up time on the live. So telling people, just trying to keep people entertained while Kate put her kids to bed before she could actually come on to the recording. All of her people... She advertised at different times, so they wouldn't have. It was it was crazy. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, you know, time zones, especially like during daylight savings and stuff. You have to be very mindful whether it's a meeting, whether it's a live, whether it's being interviewed. I can't tell you how many times I was given a time right for to be a, on a live, and it turns out that it was like four hours later than the time I thought it was because they were talking about it in their time and I thought it was my time. Yes. That is a real thing, people. That is a real thing. So yeah. we all you have to be very mindful. Even when you go live, you know, if you're going live by a certain time and you think it's okay for you, 
if if your audience is in a completely different time zone, like your core audience, yes. then it may mean that you have to adjust your time to suit yeah. them. That's exactly. You have to be very mindful of. Exactly. So, guys, so many things you have to think about. So, so if you're, <laughs> if you're used to keeping your appointments in a book, start using Google Calendar because an, an electronic too. calendar will automatically adjust the time zone on your side regardless of regardless of the time the other person books the time so um if it's if you're dealing with somebody who's operating at central time or pacific standard time or um british standard time or indian time or whatever the case may be we are in we are gmt minus four sometimes we correspond with the atlantic standard time zone sometimes we correspond with eastern time in the u.s it really does change so just rely on google i think would be a great help (laughs) yeah definitely yeah so guys definitely that is our episode for this week yes we hope that it was super valuable for you if you have any feedback please leave it send us a message um connect with us on Mm -hmm. social media and we will be happy to um acknowledge and give some feedback on that and Mm -hmm. we look forward to you being here for the next one yes we do no i just think everyone is fabulous and this is fabulous and we're all fabulous (laughs) (laughs) okay guys well on the next until the next time please continue to shut up and And listen. listen yeah You have just been enlightened and entertained by Jamila Bannister and Carla Johnson on the Shut Up and Listen podcast. We expect that you will be listening next week. To keep up with us while you wait, connect with me, Jamila, on social media by searching J Bannister Branding on Facebook, JB Branding on Instagram, or Jamila Bannister on LinkedIn. To keep up with Carla, search for Carly Media on Facebook and Instagram or Carla Williams-Johnson on LinkedIn.